Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I am your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? Hope you're doing well as we uh, putter up towards Memorial Day here. Uh, yeah, next week. Wow, how about that? Um, there's only really one thing we're here to talk about. There's another thing, too. But we'll talk about the main thing right now with the Maryland Black Bears as they took the ice in Johnstown for the first ever playoff matchup in the four versus one seed in the East Divisional semifinal. As, uh, you know, emotions running high. This is a huge, huge deal for this franchise. Uh, a few years back, they were just dead last, and now they're reaping the benefits of, you know, having time to build up the organization, build up a culture, and uh, get the, the right components in uh, place for this to happen for them this season. So, Friday night, the big night, the first uh, puck drop uh, for play, uh, for Black Bears playoff history. And, of course, the Johnstown Tomahawks have been there before. And you could kind of sense that in the beginning of this game. Minute 35 in, Daniel Tax uh, gets the scoring started there uh, from Will Margell, a Maryland guy. So another, another time where he comes back and haunts this team and Maryland kind of played on their heels a little bit in that first period especially after that goal it seemed that they couldn't dictate the pace as much as they had wanted to hope in that first period played a little bit on their heels seemed to you know have a little bit of nerves there it just looked it appeared that way from watching them whether they that was the case or not obviously completely different story but as things start to settle down Maryland goes ahead and gets their first goal in playoff history as Cam Gaudette Streaks in from the uh, from the point, jumps in on the play, gets a pass from Do- Josh Nixon, and it is tied up at one. Brian Huggins with the secondary assist on that one. But 3.50 later, Max Malinsky gets Johnstown ahead once again as the Black Bears couldn't clear the zone and uh, just pass it around the horn right after. I think it was right after the, uh, the power play had ended. Smolinski scores, and uh, there you go. As we get ourselves a, uh, no, it wasn't even, that was another time where they scored just as the power play had ended. In any case, it's 2-1 Johnstown at that point. Then three minutes after that, just under three minutes on the power play, J.A. Hearn scores on the power play. And uh, 3-1 going into the intermission. And that's something where, you know, uh, again, could have been nerves, could have just been, you know, Johnstown knew they had to get a jump on the series to dictate the pace and you know it, it happens it comes with experience get a jump on the play even though only three players have uh playoff experience in this in this entire series you know something something or another it's a different switch you have to hit and it is what it is uh the black bears definitely got things woken up in the second period uh the power play which has been a very achilles heel for the black bears they went ahead and converted here as philip tornquist with a bomb from the point from Dylan Finley and Brandon Piku, that put it at four to two. Reed Stark though gets that two uh, that three goal lead back as the uh, Tomahawks go up just a uh, four minutes after that. But Philip Tornquist again walking the line with with so much patience, making sure nothing got blocked and just threw it on net. And he got his second of the game. Brian Huggins his second assist. Josh Nixon his second assist of the game. And then things got a little uh, a little hairy in the third period. J.A. Hearn scores his second of the game, makes it 5-3, to three, and then a frick has happened towards the end of the game. Uh, Anthony Mastermonica got a cross-checking, thing, a cross-checking penalty on Aiden Bruich. 
double minor or, and a roughing on that one. So that started to kindle things. And then Cam Gaudet and Jared Gerger got into it. Both got a five for fighting. Both got a 10-minute major. But apparently, if you listen to Rich Hall of the uh, Johnstown Tomahawks broadcast, it was the worst thing to happen since, uh, to hockey since uh, uh, Todd Bertuzzi. And to a point, I understand where he was getting at. His emotions, I think, were a little um, overboard, I would say. The referees kind of, the linesmen were trying to break up Gaudet and Gerger, and then something else happened. They let them two go, and then next thing you know, Cam Gaudet just takes advantage of it, and, and Gerger there also, you know, trying to put up a fight. But, I mean, it, it's one of those deals where you misdirect your hostility and go from there, uh, and uh, it seemed like it was uh, amazing how much uh, of umbrage he took on that situation of two uh, two people in a fracas and you know the line the referees let's be honest uh you can say at, at any given time on both sides of the puck this weekend they were not calling much of anything and that really kind of that really kind of got things out of uh, out of whack especially in game two which we'll get to here in a minute but all for not five to three the final johnstown wins uh michael morelli with a 21 saves in the defeat uh solid game all around except for that first period first period kind of just you know was the dagger for them in terms of how they play their game. And, uh, you know, they were even up the rest of the time. It was, you know, they played really good, really good hockey after that first period. Game two, however, you shake it off, you make things going, especially on the back-to-back, and Maryland took the momentum they had from that last 40 minutes, and they put it forth in a big, big way in the uh, beginning of game two. Great movement down low with the puck for the Black Bears as uh, Grady Freeman registers in off a nice little pass from Tanner Rowe. Dylan Finley on the secondary assist, 4.43 in. And then, hey, no rest for the wicked a minute two later. Josh Nixon streaking up the side, using his speed to his advantage, finds Connor Cole streaking in. His first of the year makes it 2-0. Then Connor Cole just gets slammed to the boards by Max Malinsky. And again, in a, you know, that's, that was probably the first one that really got things going for the, uh, for, for the refereeing and uh, letting this whole thing get out of hand. Uh, 11-11, make a wish, the first power play goal for the uh, Johnstown Tomahawks as uh, Brendan Clark scores from the point. Maryland gets it back, though, late with two big goals late. Jude Curtis uh, right in the slot. Ryan Huggins finds him right there, bangs it home. Huggins' third assist of the series so far. Curtis, his first goal. And then less than a minute later, 57 seconds to be exact. Josh Nixon finds a uh, Brandon Piku shot on the rebound, tucks it home. 4-1, to one, Cam Gaudet on the secondary there. And boy, howdy, we got ourselves a 4-1 to one game going into the second period. And that's really the thing that the Black Bears needed. They needed to run this team out of their own building. And uh, they did so. They did so uh, to start off with. And they didn't get many chances. Johnstown, you know, even though Maryland did have a lot of zone possession and did have a lot of possession in general, it seemed that they just couldn't get the, the shots off that they wanted to. Uh, in that first period, and uh, I think in, into the second period as well. A lot of shot blocks, you know, playoff hockey kind of mentality uh, for Johnstown, but still, like giving up four on eight. That ran Josh Graziano. Uh, Sam Avola comes in for the second period. Reed Stark on the power play, second power play goal uh, for the Johnstown Tomahawks. He gets his second of the playoffs after a, uh, a Kevin Scott penalty late in the first period. J.A. Hearn. On a power play, he gets his third of the series so far, and uh, that's a power play goal. That was on a Grady Freeman check from behind that another 
another call that you could have just been like, hey, you know, that's uh, that's dice, the dicey. Hey, dicey. You didn't want that one to uh, affect you. And another thing where the referees kind of just, you know, started to start calling things. Uh, and then things got even more rough. After the Ahern goal, uh, Aiden Bruich gets a pass up the middle, goes off his stick as he's trying to settle the puck down, gets r- railroaded, couldn't see the number on that train. And it seemed as if it was it was a tight call on where it got Bruich. I slowed it down to .25 uh, speed, and it seems like he grazes the chin uh, and not the chest first. And that's contact to the head, my friends. Even if it wasn't contact to the head, those blindside hits are a, you know, that's an interference call, especially when Bruich doesn't have full control of the puck. And those blindside hits, those are predatory hits, kids. That's something you don't want to see in the game because then that gets that gets ugly. That's something you can't condone in a game because then that's when that's when we cross the line and that's when things get a little bit uh, craptastic, as it were, for this one. Uh, it got even uh, uh, worse a little bit later as uh, Dominic Scamizzi, he uh, goes elbow to the head right to Aiden McDowell, and Aiden McDowell was out cold. Scamizzi got a five and a match penalty, and I don't think we'll be seeing him for game three. Um, that's when things started to just level out. Again, we, we talk about Rick Hall and uh, his, uh, his little... Uh, Tattoo kind of guy. The plane, the plane. Pittsburgh sports. Just they, they see, they saw. They're like, ah, I'm, it looked like it was a clean hit to me as a kid's down there, out cold. Um, you know, that's the 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 broadcast. The tact of this this squad is quite amazing. And Rick Hall is often a good play by play guy, but I mean, the homerism is something else, especially when you have to deal with the concerns of the health of a young adult in both Bruich's case and McDowell's case. So to take the moral high road on that probably would have been the way to do it and not try to hype up your own players with your homerism. And then to have the self-serving, ah, oh, he's getting up off out of his own uh, his own uh, volition. Ah, it separates the men from the boys when you can do that. That kind of rah-rah BS that, that you know, gives hockey a bad name and gives the quote-unquote code um, has people roll their eyes about it. So... That's my two cents on it. They can call the game how they want it. That's how that's how they're going to be seen. So so be it. That's on them at that point. Uh, one guy who has a good broadcasting career and has called numerous games and another guy who doesn't know his own personality because he steals everyone else's bit. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, when we got back to hockey, at the end of the five-minute power play uh, that the uh, Black Bears had, John, uh, Kevin Scott... Scores his first NAHL goal. Couldn't happen at a better time. 15-40 into the second. From the point, Connor Cole gets the assist. Luke Mountain gets an assist. And it is 5-3 Black Bears. Third period calmed down a lot. It was a really big chess match. Black Bears, you know, making sure that they keep their lead intact. Don't get let people get behind them. You know, don't let the uh, the Tomahawks try to make a jailbreak out of this whole thing. Keep things to the outside. However, Reed Stark gets his third uh, third of the series, another power play goal, the only power play in the third period. And uh, just as the penalty was just about to expire and Stark scores, and it is five to four. Back and forth it goes. Johnstown trying to get the equalizer. Hans Colleen playing a stellar game in net. And then Luke Mountain, the captain, making it happen on the empty net. 
his first goal of the playoffs. Connor Cole, another assist. Reed Lee Bold, his first assist of the playoffs. 6-4, to four, the final. Hans Colleen, 31 saves in the winning effort. And that's where you got your first win in Maryland Black Bears playoff history. So that is really, really cool for that one. One of the big bugaboos, of course, I think of this weekend, you have to think that the uh, the penalty kill is something that needs to be, especially from Saturday, a little bit a little bit tighter. And I think that also kind of plays to the whole discipline part of the situation. Uh, Johnstown was four for six on Saturday. All four of their goals were on the power play. So the upside is that they couldn't play with Maryland five on five. I mean, you could play you could play that card on silver lining playbook. Uh, but overall, uh, five for 11, just under 50%. I mean, that's not, that's not a team, especially with the Black Bears who had the third best penalty kill throughout the uh, entire season in the NAHL, uh, come into this and just, uh, you know, kind of get picked apart a little bit, but they come out with a victory. They come out knowing that Johnstown really can't play, uh, five on five with them at this point. Uh, at least in game two, they couldn't play five on five with them. Uh, and also they ran them out of their barn in the first period, which is huge, uh, a huge confidence boost. Uh, so we go into Wednesday, Thursday as uh, games three and four will take place at the den in Piney Orchard. And uh, it should be a good one. If you haven't gotten your tickets already, tickets.marylandblackbears.com. Uh, you, if you can get to Anne Arundel County, very few tickets available. Very few tickets available. So don't wait until the 11th hour. Don't think you can run to the box office uh, m- minutes before the game to get yourself a ticket. These things are going, and they're going fast, people. Tickets.MarylandBlackBears.com. Come to the rink. Boo the bad guys. Cheer the good guys, and let's get them on their way. I think the biggest thing right now for 3 and 4 is... The fact that Maryland is in their home building, that Maryland is back at home, and this is where the fans come in. They have to cheer this team on. They got to get them hyped. They do not have to be uh, scummy about it. They don't have to be jerks about it to the other team. They can just hype up their own guys and go from there. And I think the biggest takeaway I want any of the Black Bears who are listening, which is maybe none of them, uh, the thing I want them to take away is that look what you did in the last 40 of Friday, and I would say the first the first 40 of Saturday, you ran this team down. Johnstown couldn't get anything, even strength by you. They tried their scumbag tactics of taking some guys out. Still didn't work. Still didn't, still didn't get you guys down. I think the biggest thing now is focus. You can't play eye for an eye here when you're tied up. Um... You have to be smart about it. You have to capitalize. And you know, they, I mean, they can score on, you can score on these guys. Even strength. Of all your goals, all but one was on even strength. Eight of nine were on even strength. That's huge. That's something that you know you can play to. I think that that's something that needs to be into effect as well. You broke the code. You know how to beat them. You beat them with the speed. You beat them down low. You beat them. Just just getting out of the zone. Just play a smart game. Play a simple game. You don't have to go ahead and you know get in a highlight reel. The goals count all the same on the score sheet. Let's the you know, simple is better in the playoffs. I mean, you, you look at a lot of the teams in above leagues, college, 
Uh, single A, double A, triple A, the pros. Playoff time is a different animal. Your top guys aren't going to get their time and space usually, so you got to grit this game out. And hell, you look at look at who scored for Johnstown. You shut down that top four or five, psh, golden. Nobody can score on that team other than those guys. Shut them down. Play simple. Play smart. You guys are golden on this one. Get it down. Get it done. Get it done in front of your people. Your people are here to support you. Your people are here to have your back. Play your game. Play smart. Do what you need to do, boys. Let's bring it home, too. Let's get this series over with so we don't have to go back out to western Pennsylvania. No offense to anybody who's from there. But we can go out there and we can move on to the next one. Focus Wednesday. Wednesday's done. Focus Thursday. Smart, simple, disciplined hockey. Make it happen. Get those fans up. Get those fish on the ice. Let's make it make this thing a reality. Let's get let's get let's get these wins. Let's get these dubs. Uh peace and love, Scotty Was. Alright, so there's that. <laughs> That took uh, took almost 20 minutes as my voice cracked. Uh, but uh, there actually, amazingly enough, is other news to talk about. Very brief, but it's uh, news nonetheless. Uh, the Stevenson Mustangs announced another commit as they have uh, signed on uh, Jackson Mace. Jackson Mace of the Philadelphia Hockey Club of the NCDC. 21-year-old out of Sparta, New Jersey. Uh, he's a... a yeah, like I said, 2000 birth year forward, uh, played, uh, like I said, for Philadelphia, 13 goals, 30 points on this season. And in the NC, uh, NCDC total, he had uh, had himself in 125 games, 54 points, uh, 95 penalty minutes. Got better each year as it went along, along from the Boston Junior Bandits to the Philadelphia Hockey Club and also the New Jersey Rockets there for a little bit. So uh, a veteran kind of guy coming into the mix for Stevenson. Uh, kind of bringing up and helping out that forward position as well. He's also the captain, so leadership uh, leadership is definitely going to be there for uh, for Mace as he gets going. And hopefully, we can find somebody on that team called Puff Daddy. We can have Puff Daddy and Mace relive '96 again. Oh, it was a glorious time, wasn't it, folks? Can't stop, won't stop. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. So a uh, another guy to the uh, uh, listen. I tell jokes to pop myself and maybe Johnny P. And that's who that's who I'm doing this podcast for is me and him. Uh, so there's another thing for the Stevenson Mustangs. A uh, you know shout out to uh, Jackson Mace. Congratulations. Uh, welcome to the uh, the herd. You know we gotta get to some players. Uh, as uh, of course Will Margell, as we mentioned, he has uh, six six points, uh, six assists the past two games against the Maryland Black Bears. So. You know, you shut him down. You shut him his passing skills down, and you got a good chance of winning. But got to dap him up a little bit. He's a Maryland guy. Go on from there. And another guy who I've always been back and forth about, Jarrett Tenorti. Um, just because he's a, he, there's a lot of people who claim him as Burnsville, Minnesota. But in discussion with uh, Jake Baskin of the Northeast Generals, uh, he uh, also concurred. He's also a Maryland guy. So shout out to him on that. Uh, uh, he's like, listen, uh, any anywhere they grew up playing youth hockey, that's where they claim. And you look at his uh, stats here: Washington Little Caps, Team Maryland, Severna Park, Washington Junior Nationals. Stayed in the area, so I'm claiming him back uh, to uh, to this area. I'm claiming him back 
to the Maryland area. He's, he he helped eliminate the the uh, the Washington Capitals the other night, uh, part of the Bruins. So you know, not so great, Bob. You know, but hey, that's what it is. But we have claimed him for uh, for Maryland again. You guys can go ahead and rejoice uh, as as you see fit. Another player, Andrew Tack, has had a wow. He had quite the weekend as the number four seed Amarillo Bulls in the South Division really stuck it to the uh, the Shreveport Mudbugs in the Saturday's game. Takis was amazing. 42 saves uh, in the 60 minutes of work, only giving up one goal as the Bulls upset game one for uh, for the Mudbugs, winning 4-1. to one. Then a heartbreaker in OT for Takis. 33 saves in the 2-1 loss. Uh, second goal, overtime goal, just, you know, a shot. Just it is what it is. Just lasered it into an open side, and that's what it was. 2-1 to one, the final on that one. Uh, 943 save percentage and a 962 across both games for him so far. So a, a decent showing for him as he uh, starts to go out into. Uh, I think this is his final year, or maybe next next year he has uh, he has eligibility left. I, I keep forgetting what the age rule is in all of this. But Andrew Takis getting it done in Amarillo as they the uh, the playoff shift back to Amarillo as Amarillo is getting a new team as the Kansas City Scouts. Have uh, have see, have sold their operations to an investor in Amarillo. Amarillo, of course, the Bulls moving to North Iowa to become the North Iowa Bulls. I believe that's what they're called, and that's their NA3 team. And then the the uh, Kansas City Scouts are sold to Amarillo, and that Amarillo team will be the Wranglers. So there's there's all that hodgepodge there. So that that's fun, isn't it? How about that? I feel bad because the Kansas City Scouts just couldn't get on the ice. And they were inactive next year, too, for 2021-22. So it was kind of a shame and, you know, I guess a smart investment just to go ahead and sell it and go from there. If you're not going to get in the ice for two years, hope hope for the best moving forward. But there we go. That's it. That's all. Uh, We've done it once again. Wednesday, Thursday are the game times. Um Again, ticketless.marylandblackbears.com. The Severn Bank Ticket Center will have your hookup. Don't wait. Don't wait till the 11th hour. Go ahead and get your tickets now. If you can't get them Wednesday, get them Thursday. Uh, get them for Thursday. Hey, if you can get them both, get them both. Go out there. Enjoy yourself. Have a good time. Those are fun games. And it's a full capacity. This place should be rocking. Should be banging, as the kids like to say. And you know what? Hey, if we get ourselves a, a nice little... Uh, Nice little uh, two wins there. On to the next one, ladies and gentlemen. So let's let's cheer your black bears on as we go forward. Uh, that's it. That's all. You can uh, you can you can just put it on the board. Yes, I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week on the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction. Uh, check us out on the uh, website clutchandcrabhockey.com. You can go ahead and check us out on Twitter Chesapeake HW Pod. And also, that is the uh, Facebook address as well. You guys have a wonderful evening. We'll be back here next Monday. The series will be over because if there is a Game 5, that will take place on Saturday. So we're either going to be previewing next, uh, previewing the next series, which I hope we are, or something else. We'll find something else to do. I, I will do this. Next week, next week, there will be a preview. There will be a preview. I I will put this down. There will be a preview. Of what? Didn't say. There will be a preview. Preview of what? Don't didn't say. There will be a preview. So just, just putting that out there.
there will be a preview. You guys have a good week. Let's go Black Bears. Play that clutch and crab hockey. See you next week. Peace.